Welcome everybody to Too Legit to Crit, a tabletop role-playing podcast hosted by two guys whose presence makes time slow down to combat rounds. <laughs> uh, and it's not just because we're reading spell descriptions either. <laughs> no, it's because we are insanely boring. Uh, I'm going to go with it's because I'm, uh, my, I, I've got so much like gravity in my voice that time slows down around me. It's like a time dilation when you're in my presence. Yeah, that was incredibly boring. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> my name is John Santana. Uh, I am still Justin. How are we doing good, buddy? You okay? I am very good today, man. Uh, I've just been working, 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 and trying to organize um, a session with people. What about yourself? Well, I've spent more money. Oh, for fuck's sake, John. <laughs> Well, to be fair, to be fair, um, Humble Bundle kind of guilted me into it. You know, I I just, I think I was checking another bundle and this one came up and it says, there's only three hours left. And you're like, well, I would be rude not to. (laughs) I mean, there was two, there was three hours left. I mean, (laughs) you know, there was a ticking clock. But this one will actually interest you. Oh. Okay, so it cost me £14. A whopping £14, all right? So for that £14, I got the core rulebook for the Fallout RPG. Okay. I also got the core rulebook for the Dishonored RPG. Okay. Both with a few supplements. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the part of it that is going to interest you is that there is a substantial amount of STL files. Ooh. I mean, I'm not going to use them. But what a coinkydink. I happen to have two 3D printers with nothing to print at the moment. Yeah, so you are welcome to them. Um, oh, I, I would did, appreciate I, them greatly. I was having a look and like some of the files like one point something gig. Yeah. Um, I, obviously, I don't know what the the actual regular sizes for STL files and and whatnot. Uh, it, so I don't know varies. if that's a substantial amount or not. It varies. That, but, is, that is quite a lot, though. But yeah, so they are, from what I can tell, they are STL files that are published by Modifius um, okay. for these particular games. So you know, if you're interested, yeah. they're all yours. I I would gladly print a few of those because i'm there's probably even going to be like some some display pieces as well in that um and even if there isn't you can always scale a model up and make it turn it into a display piece quite possibly i don't have a clue um i've not even bothered looking at them because (laughs) there is no point definitely dive into that head first uh that sounds awesome Cool. Um, other news. Um, I ran a Pathfinder Society scenario Ooh, on Saturday, a new venue. Mm-hmm. I went really well. The venue is awesome. That's cool. What, what, what was the... Words, English. I speak it. Um, <laughs> was it a venue near near us or... Um, Hockley. Oh, okay. So not, oh, of course. Yes, you did. You mentioned that. Yeah, Wayland I'm, Games in Hockley. Yeah, because um, we discussed it. You know, I walked in, um, introduced myself, said I've had a table reserved, and the first mm-hmm. thing the girl says to me was, yeah, if you need terrain, there you go. You've got a wall full of it. Yep. 
I was like, ooh, not it's that like, I'm used to rain, but... It's like playing at my house. <laughs> yeah, it's not that I used to rain, and plus the one, the the scenario I was running was all inside. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they've got much um, tea, tabletop role-playing terrain. Yeah. So they won't have much in the way of walls and stuff like that, but they did have, you know, all the, like, the wargaming stuff. So at some point I might take them up on that. Yeah, man, it's definitely, um, you know, the, we, we used to have one of their stores in the high street as well. I remember. Um, and I spent a ridiculous amount of time there. Um and it's it's where I actually discovered a tabletop game that I wasn't terrible at because it didn't rely on dice rolls. Okay. Um, it was a game called Malifaux. I've been hearing that a lot. It's so good, dude. So basically, Malifaux is it's all card based. So it's like it's it uses a standard deck of playing cards, right? Right. So you could actually play it with just you could take a standard deck of playing cards and play the game um because it's a bit like the um you know like how they've done like deck of many things equivalents to a standard deck of playing cards so you don't have yeah. to go and get special deck or that sort of thing um but this is it's literally done with a standard deck of playing cards but they they also have like their own like playing cards um where you then you get like uh concept 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 art and stuff like that on the cards as well um so instead of just having like the king of hearts it's like specific to whatever faction you're playing um and stuff like that so it it was it was a really cool system and the the minis as well um were really detailed uh i i loved putting them together they were just so so good and yeah it was just it was a brilliant system um i really enjoyed it and I kind of miss playing it because I made a lot of good friends playing that. Well, I mean, there were well so many people there on Saturday mm. playing war games. Um, yeah. I don't know yeah. which ones were Malifaux. I don't know which ones were um, 40K. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, th- there was also uh, another thing, like war game that I picked up there was uh, X-Wing, which, I mean, does what it says on the tin. It's a war game involving, like, starships and stuff from the star wars world uh which was also a really really cool system and the way they handled it was was really cool like because obviously it was flight and there was like momentum and you could you could like invert your ship because you you had like a firing cone for where your guns were and all that sort of thing like it was just a really 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 well put together system Mm, yeah i remember um that store being in in the high street and Mm -hmm having popped in a couple of times and there was this they had this sort of philosophy that the more they badgered you the more they'd sell (laughs) so i'd go in like potentially looking to spend money and all of a sudden someone would come up yep can i help you oh no no i'm all right thank you very much And, and then literally five minutes later someone else yeah can i help you like no i'm good still good thank you and it got to the point where it's just like if i don't leave now i am going to tell someone to fuck off (laughs) Uh, i think that's the same for any like small retail store though right because they have more staff than they have customers so it, it can be difficult to find something to do in those situations i guess it's um, not. I think it's just a lack of um, awareness as well. 
a, yeah, a lack of awareness and a lack of sort of thought where you can yeah. kind of go, okay, this person's been asked, and you kind of go to your colleagues and just go, look, just ask him, he's fine, leave him alone. Yeah. You know, instead they'll have probably got out the company rule book, and it's like you've got to ask every single customer. I mean, we used to we used to have it in in the some of the places I worked in the service industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like oh, you've always got to ask. You've always got to ask. It's like yeah. no. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, well, I've worked in retail um, a lot over the years, and it was definitely something that we used to try and avoid. So once. Before approaching anyone, we would generally have a a quick. Has anyone has anyone spoken to? No. Okay. No. 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 Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'll I'll go and have a chat. Um, to kind of prevent that because it it is a frustrating thing. I think as well. It's it was definitely one of those stores that once they knew you, they tended to leave you to your own devices. So, for example, like if I went in there, they would only speak to me if I approach them first or if they had a question for me uh because i mean well you know how my brain works with rules and all all that goodness right yeah um so there'd be quite a few times where um they would clarify a rule with me uh for something like malifaux because it wasn't something that was played very often uh so they would you know we we happen to have somebody in the store who has learned all the rules because he read them once uh, <laughs> so they, they kind of they would tend to leave me to my own devices when I went in there because they knew that if I wanted something I'd just ask them for it so it's yeah so it's one of those sort of situations I guess yeah I remember it happening to a local watering hole that we're both very familiar with I don't know what you're talking about and it <laughs> I think it was it just had come under new management mm-hmm. and I went in there with a couple of friends, um, again, mutual friends, and have to have a couple of drinks cup and, and something to eat. And it got to the point where the guy that was being the waiter that day came up to ask us if everything was all right literally every five fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah. To the point that it became a joke. Yeah. Like every time we'd go in there with and this guy was there, we'd we'd do it on purpose. You alright? <laughs> you okay though? Everything alright? And it took him it took him fucking ages to clock on to what we were doing. Yeah. But it, yeah, it was just one of these things. Well, yeah, he's obviously been told to do it, but not been told to think. Yeah, see, I think that's as well some of the problem, right? Is a, a lot of the, the the younger folk, and also some of the older ones who've kind of checked out, right? I'm, I'm gonna be fair about it. There, there is people on both ends of the spectrum doing this, um, but like, especially like for their first job, if they've been told you need to speak to every customer and make sure they're okay, um, like, or you you need to acknowledge every customer when you go past their table or something like that, because I know there was a a time where that was like the rule, right? So if it's like your first job or something and you've been told, right, every customer you walk past, you need to acknowledge them. You don't have that thought process yet of, well, that's stupid. I'm not going to do that because you're 12 and you don't want to lose your job, you know? <laughs> um, and then as you get a bit older, 
when somebody says that to you, you know, two, three jobs down the line and you've experienced life a little bit and you're like, well, that's fucking stupid. I'm not doing that. <laughs> when we had it in, in one of the places I worked where we were, they wanted us to answer the phone with, hello, um, you've reached whatever company, mm-hmm. um, John speaking, how may I help you today? And when I was told this, I just turned around to the manager and went, nah. Yeah, that's uh, no. Well, you can try make me do that, but good luck. Yeah. No, I think the the most people used to get out of me on the phones when I was answering a phone at, a, at any of the retail places I worked was, I would literally just say, like, name of the store, South End. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> That's all you need. Exactly. They, they just need to know they've got through to the right store. They don't give a shit who you are. They, let's be honest, they don't, right? Like when when I'm going into Curry's or something to buy a TV, as much as I, I get on with a lot of the sales guys there, because I do know some of them from when I used to work there, right? I don't care if his name is Dave, Steve, Bob, Jenny, Jane. I don't give a fuck. I just want my TV so I can go home and watch TV. <laughs> but I'm like that with a store as well. If I go in, I don't want a conversation. No, I just want to buy one. I came I, to buy and fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to have a conversation. I don't want to talk about the fucking weather, dude. I don't even do that with my friends. <laughs> like, oh, it's lovely weather out there today. Yeah, how's my coffee coming along? Yeah, <laughs> you know, honestly, I much rather oh. get served by somebody with the face like a slapped ass. Yeah. Who doesn't want to fucking be where they are. Yeah. And I will relate to that person and I will give them a fucking tip. You'll be like, uh, yeah, you've done really well. Thank start, you very I'm, much. I'm starting to think maybe we're the problem though. <laughs> I walk in there and it's just like, hello, welcome to Santa. What would you like? I want this. Here's what you've ordered. It's going to be this much. I give them the money. That is the end of our yeah. friendship. It, it, it reminds me of that... Um Oh, that one joke from, uh, oh, what's his name? That ventriloquist, uh, Jeff Dunham, when uh, his, his, like, his old man puppet, Walter, and he says he wants to be a greeter at Walmart. And he's like, oh, well, what's your greeting going to be? He's like, welcome to Walmart. Get your shit and get out. <laughs> Have you ever seen Idiocracy? No, I keep meaning to watch it, but it's just, uh, it's never They go the to time. Costco and there's literally someone at the door just going, welcome to Costco. I love you. <laughs> I love you. It's fucking brilliant. Oh, it's so good. But speaking of sales. Oh, nicely done. Nicely done. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> um, there is a cosmic horror sale on. Okay. And it is on drive through RPG. Now this mm. has, you know, it, it it's tickled me, your fancy. It's tickled more than my fancy. We are. <laughs> it's tickled your pickle. So yeah, they have got a lot of content here for decent mm. prices. The Alien RPG. I'm just I see some Delta Green content. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> the only thing is I do like physical Delta Green books, so... I see a few Delta Greens, actually. I think I've got most of them. I've seen four of them already, and I'm uh, only on the top half of the stuff. Alien, R- Alien RPG, core rulebook. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that on there as well. $18, $19, basically. Um, yeah, it's, I'm definitely going to be going through this, mm. because it does look absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's not my cup of tea. I've never been a big fan of um, horror games. 
but I do like some of the the games that are in that space, right? Um, like I've got some board games that fit into that space. Like I've got, um, I can never remember which way around it is because me and Couch both have one of them, and then the other one has the other. One of us has Betrayal on the House on the Hill, and the other one has, um, it's something Mansion. I could just have a look. Oh, uh, Mansions of Madness. That's the one I've got. Yeah, I just I just had a look over at my board game shelf, um, <laughs> which are very like um, Cthulhuesque like style board games. Yeah. Um, which I really I really like those kind of board games, but I just feel I don't know. I've never really been big on the on the horror genre myself, um, but I know a lot of people who are very into it. Yourself being one of them. I am indeed. And it's odd because I'm not a massive horror fan. I don't, mm. you know, horror movies, I'm not, they don't interest me. Uh, horror literature, a tiny bit more. Mm. But horror games, I just love the atmosphere that I can create. Um, yeah. And you've played Delta Green with me. You- I have. Del- I, like, I like Delta Green. <laughs> but I think it's because the mechanic, like, so I, I'm, I'm very much a mechanics person when it comes to systems. And I like the mechanics of Delta Green because they're very logical right yes it's just a oh you want to do that yeah do it (laughs) um like there's none of this uh like oh you want to do that okay well i guess that would be we could we could maybe roll that i guess it was possibly like there's none of that and i really like that in a system yeah it's it's got a very sort of straightforward um philosophy behind it you've got skills that you're trained in and but skills if you're you are. not trained you can just roll abilities uh, yeah, a penalty exactly which you know it it's is, like real I, life i do i do love that system it, it's really good i really enjoyed it yeah well um, there will be more delta green on the way i mean I, I know i've said it a fair few times at this point on the show but it, it's the one and only time i've had a character die or, or be even be close to death and been like you know what fair <laughs> That was funny. Man. It was so good. <laughs> oh, but yeah. No, I, I've been been getting into my board games a lot recently. Actually, oh, fuck, there's so many out there I want to get. Well, you know, speaking of character deaths, yeah. Um, <laughs> Pathfinder Gallowspire Survivors, mm. which I predict is going to contain a lot of character deaths. I mean, with a name like Survivors, yeah. Gives you a bit of a hint. Yes. Um, is going a bit of a heads to, up. It's launched into early access. Uh, in On September 14th. That's the one. Yeah. So. Week I before. Just I've before signed my birthday. up for that, so. I think I signed up for it as well. You know, I'd, I'd definitely be giving that a go, providing I can play it on my system. <laughs> I, I may or may not have a week off shortly after that. Oh, well, then there you go. Well, it's my birthday, isn't it? Um, for like a few days after it comes out. So I'll ah. the whole week off for for birthday gaming because I'm just going to be get, playing games the whole week. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Fair enough. At, I, at I, our I, age, it's like, yeah, I'm sat down, I'm doing fucking I, I keep telling people like, people, people are like, oh, you've got a whole week off your birthday. People at work and stuff. They're like, oh, what are you going to do for that whole week off that you've booked off? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll probably just get a, get a lot of stuff done see some friends go visit some places no i'm gonna sit in my pants all day playing video games that that's the plan yeah uh. <laughs> that's i mean i i had i had a fantastic day with the kids on my birthday mm-hmm. and then the rest of it it was like yeah yep video games 
Um, but yeah, no, I, I am looking forward to that though. I, I have, I just checked on, on my Steam. I have uh, whacked that into my, into my uh, library. So as soon as it is available, or not my library, my wish list. And as soon as it's available, I will be hopping on that. Definitely looking forward to that. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It will be pretty good. But speaking of new things, see, see how I did see? that? No, I was good. I was good. Um, so on D&D Beyond, the uh, partnered content section has been added, which is, uh, it looks like it's going to be where they're planning to house all of that third-party marketplace that um, Wizards promised. Hmm. It looks like they're starting to build that out and they're starting to build it at home on D&D Beyond now, which is pretty cool. Um, so they've they've created the section uh, called Partnered Content on D&D Beyond now. And it's got six titles in there already. So three of them are Critical Role source books. Uh, there's also some of the older stuff like uh, Rick and Morty, uh, the Minecraft stuff, because uh, they had books for those already uh, so th- those already existed in D beyond but now they've got their own third party section so it looks like they are starting to make good on their promise which is pretty good that's cool and all you have to do is sacrifice your firstborn uh false i still have my firstborn thank you very much yeah but you haven't added anything to D beyond <laughs> it's because i don't create anything good enough for D beyond <laughs> oh, i'm sure you can uh, we'll see <laughs> You'd have to have a soul first. I don't have one. I got rid of it years ago. Mm, yeah, fair enough. So, yeah. <laughs> so, insert interesting segue here. <laughs> that was amazing. That's the best segue we've ever had. I think it is. I mm. definitely think mm-hmm. it is. Um, but Free League's Dragonbane RPG yep. is out now. And Ooh. you know it's going to be good because it is Free League. <laughs> who, you know... Uh, I mean, just happen to win awards every fucking year. I, I'm just looking at the the like art on the main front page bit of like the duck jumping down with like a rogue. It's phenomenal. Thing. I it? love that. Do, do you know what it gives me vibes of? Like Darkwing a duck or dark Darkwing dark, dark duck. duck. I was literally yeah. about to say yeah, Darkwing duck, but like uh, if it was like a fantasy, um, like more gritty uh, version, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so it is the new edition of Scandinavian's first and biggest tabletop RPG, Draka Ok Demona. And it has I'm been. I'm so official- glad you read that one. I wouldn't have even made an attempt at that. And it has been officially <laughs> released. Um, so there is a quick start guide. Ooh. Yes. We do love a quick start guide. The full the PDF version of the game can be found at Drive Through RPG. Content modules are available on, on Foundry, and the Quick Start is available for free via the official website and at Drive Through RPG. So yeah, that's gonna be. I'm gonna have a look at that. Ooh, I was just reading as well. Uh, so on on the the post that they've made for it, um, they. Invite all creators to design and publish your own supplements for Dragonbane using their third-party license. So, like, interesting. Let's have a look at what that license lets you do, shall we? It lets you put... uh, So, if you're making it specifically for this game and the system, right? Uh, So, it's not like one of those that it's like... You can't do it if it's system agnostic. You can do it. It has to be specific. 
you can put a supplement for Dragonbane logo um, onto your work. So it would l- look like it's official, basically, which nice. is quite cool. Um, obviously, there's going to be rules about what you can and can't do, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, I, I imagine it, it's the typical uh, mechanics. And- but it's not a massive document. It's only a two-page document, their license. Yeah, but the OGL wasn't a massive document. But I'm not going to read through it now. Like the original OGL um, wasn't wasn't massive. It kind of used mm. to fit on the back of a Pathfinder book. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, I think licenses now now are a bit more expanse yeah. and have a bit more nuance to them. Yeah, because they've got to be careful how they word things now. Exactly. I wonder why. I, I've, for the life of me, I, I do I, not know why. I'm, I'm none the wiser, mate. Absolutely none the no. wiser. I wouldn't have a Scooby. So I have just got the quick start guide and I am now downloading <laughs> it. While, while you've been talking, that's what I've been doing. Oh, brilliant. So brilliant, I shall brilliant. be looking at that tonight. <laughs> It may go on the list. Plus, I need to expand our list because I've got so many systems now that I have not played. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of the free league stuff's going on there anyway. Yeah, of course. Uh, because, you know, I've got a lot of the free league stuff, like Humble Bundles. that have kind of 46 page for the, for the quick start. That's not bad. That's a pretty comprehensive quick start. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite good. Mm. The basic rules. Six playing. I know, yeah, this would. I would definitely go down this rabbit hole right now. Uh, Speaking but, of rabbit holes. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Saucy. Do, do, you know, do you know where rabbit holes generally are? In the ground? And do you know what comes out of the ground? Rabbits from rabbit uh, holes? And mushrooms. Ah, mushrooms. Speaking of mushrooms, <laughs> that was a segue to a segue, motherfucker. Uh, that was good. That was, that was sex. <laughs> uh, so obviously we spoke about this uh, previously. We did. Uh, and there is some new information about it. I am intrigued. As am I. <laughs> um, basically, they have kicked things off over on their... Kickstarter. See what I did there? Because I believe last time we spoke about it, things were getting ready to kick off. You are unstoppable today. I know, right? Um, And obviously, we we had a a little look through it, and they have uh, apps. Oh, no, no, we did look at this before. They've absolutely smashed their goal, though. A million, isn't it? Well, over a million. million. It's over a million at this point. It's uh, approaching 1.2 million of their $200,000 goal. (laughs) Almost a million pounds. Good for them, man. Yeah, they've done really well. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's it's such a good looking bundle, though. But I digress. I digress. The <clears throat> the actual news that we have for them is wow. This is a really complex bit of thing. <laughs> Uh, so the the kickstarter will be ending uh in a a couple of weeks about two weeks time september 8th it ends and they will start 
shipping out all of their books. So there are three physical books, uh, which they will start producing very soon um, and be delivering it in September of next year. So they've started to give dates on when people can start expecting things. Yeah, I'm just looking through it now. So there is a campaign book, which is 460 plus pages. Mm -hmm. Um, All the rules that a referee needs to portray the world to a group of adventurers. Also delves into the cultures and societies of Dolmenwood through the seven major factions. Some of these function as you would expect from a medieval fantasy setting, but also include covens of wood witches, a chaos godling named Atanwe, and the cold prince of fairies. Mm. It does sound interesting. It sounds well. They've also got a whole bunch of uh, tables in one of the the books um, that has two hundred locations, two hundred and eighty different NPCs, and two hundred and fifty rumors to help you with world building. Nice, and it is it. Um, it's old school essentials. Mm. Um, have you ever played like any of the OSR stuff? Um, <clears throat> uh, I, I've played 5e and Pathfinder, dude. You know this. Why are you setting me up for failure? <laughs> no, I, you know, just uh, kind of get a conversation. Plus, it makes me feel less bad for not having played any of it. <laughs> you, you know I've played 5e and Pathfinder. That is it. <laughs> um, no, I, I haven't is the short answer, but I would be intrigued to. Okay, so if you're unfamiliar with the OSE system, it's one of the more popular RPG systems in the old school revival. Hmm. Um, tradition that takes plenty of cues from the interna- intentionally difficult early days of Dungeons and Dragons. Characters comprise the six classic stats. Adventures often involve navigating deadly traps and deadlier combat encounters, and player knowledge and teamwork are paramount to survival. Mm. People gone die. Yeah. So it sounds perfect for you. It does. It does. I'd, I would like to to play um, like an OSR game. Um, just it's finding a GM to run them. Yeah. So we're taking offers out there, folks. Yeah. If anybody wants to run something like that, then I, we, I'll happily play. I would like to give it a go because I think it's important that we. Go back to our roots every once in a while to remember how far we've come. I'm sensing a segue. No, that was actually just a genuine thing. Ah, oh, no, really? Yeah, that was. Oh, I was. Okay. I was just genuinely saying that. I think every once in a while, it's good to look at you know where where the the hobby was and and where it is now. Yeah, and you know, speaking of going back to our roots, <laughs> roots in the earth. There are two new cults of RuneQuest titles out now. The Lightbringers and the Earth Goddesses. Oh my god, that was, that was bad even by our standards. No, that was silly. That was fantastic. <laughs> so, RuneQuest. I'm not going to ask you if you've played it because the answer is going to be no. Yeah, you know the answer's not. I know. I haven't played it either. Um, but apparently I do know people who have. And one of the things I say about it is the the level of detail um that they put into these cults and mm. and their world building is staggering mm. so 
yeah, Cults of the Rune Quest, Lightbringers is the second book in the new in the new Cults of the Rune Quest source book series. So they're actually bringing out books just for cults. Just for cults. Wow. That's madness. That's yeah, world building. Earth, and Earth Goddess is the third book in the new Cults of the Rune Quest source book series. And they each of them have wow. like like in the Earth Goddess one there's like sixteen cults in yeah. the one there's nineteen. 19. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of world building. That's huge. Yeah. That's Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to Yeah, so to the person who's gonna run us through some OSR stuff. You're gonna run us through that as well. <laughs> Runequest. Yeah, we wanna, we wanna give Runequest a bit of a go. Cause that that is a lot of world building. Yeah, it's huge. Mm. You know, because I'm I'm used to obviously like Pathfinder where it's a bit they'll they'll bring a substantial book out. Yeah. For, you know, a particular Maybe city or region or group or something like that. Whereas this is they're bringing out books and books and books for just for the cults in there. That's uh, yeah, that's that's a lot. It is. <laughs> that's a lot of work. It is, and it, it does beg the question of um, how hard it will be to keep up with. Hmm. But. You know, or, you or, know. Or, or in our case, how much are we ignoring? <laughs> I honestly can't be dealing with more systems now until I start playing. I am going to make a vow. I will not invest in another new system until I've played one of the ones I've already got. You fucking liar. <laughs> I, honestly, uh, um, I solemnly vow. Now, I can invest in systems I've already invested in. <laughs> So I can buy me more books of Delta Green or more Pathfinder books or... But yeah, I will not invest in... Uh, oh, except for Coyote and Crow. I want to buy that. <laughs> so, so you make a vow and then immediately have an exception. Yeah, but that's just the only exception. That's like the what, exception. What about, what about Tales of the Valiant? I've already paid for that, so... Doesn't count. <laughs> Oh, Kaya and Crow won won prizes, dude. That you know, I know it did. It did. So. It really did. Yeah. yeah so it, yeah, Kaya and Crow doesn't count. And plus, the vowel starts now. <laughs> did, did did you have that pause because you were clicking purchase on several baskets quickly? No, if I had the money, I would. <laughs> if I had the money, that's exactly what it I'm starts. Click, 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 click. Now. <laughs> Starts. One second. One second. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake, verification. It's loading. Ah, ah. One second. C- one second. C- C- CV code. Uh. <laughs> yes, it is me, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Just got to make a phone call quickly. Yes, bank. Yes, I'm spending that money. <laughs> yes, yes, I authorised that payment. Yes. Um, now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so except for Chaos and Crow, I, I solemnly vow <laughs> to at least play one of the systems I've got before buying another one. Oh, I'm just waiting for us to report on something next week, and you can be like, oh, I've bought it. <laughs> it's gonna be, yeah, it's going to be, oh, there's the new Dragon Ball game based on the Cypher system with Delta Green influences. I'm going to be like, motherfucker! <laughs> be like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it, it takes you through the, the entire um, Boo like story arc, uh, and yeah. 
it's but it's all delta green and uh <laughs> i've been knocking at your door right bitch we're gonna play a fucking game <laughs> you'll be sending me the money so i can buy it for you <laughs> Dude, it's two in the morning. Shut the fuck up and get your dice. <laughs> We're going to play some fucking Simba Room. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've got a problem. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> we both do. <laughs> Except mine's board games. I've got... Oh, I've, I'm, I've, there's so many board games I've put on my shopping cart. So see, many. I don't have that problem. I've just got tabletop <gasps> role-playing games. Oh, see, no, I love a board game. Oh, yeah, on Saturday they had the one ring at the, uh, in the shop. Yeah, did you buy I it? Like, no, I didn't. I, didn't. I couldn't afford it. No, that's so, a shame. Actually, because I wanted to buy it, does that kind of bypass no. without my... <laughs> no one ring for you. No one ring for you. <laughs> you get two rings, no one ring. <laughs> All right, so between now and the 16th of September, when we go back to that store, I'm going to have to have played one of these systems. So, Just so you can buy it. So do you fancy some Tales from the Loop on Sunday? <laughs> oh, Maybe, maybe we'll see. Actually, I am free Sunday, so that, that could work. Ooh, okay. Well, it's looking like my, my regular game may be light. Mm. So I was going to run some Cypher, but Tales from the Loop. Or Simba Room. Or, <laughs> hey, Dishonored, you like roguish shit. I do like roguish shit. That is true. Dishonored is, is very roguish shit, I mm. think. <laughs> I bought it. I have no idea what it's about. I know it's based on a video game. You've got such a problem. It's based on a video game. That's, That's a, all you yeah. know. There was there was a video game that you were kind of like this rogue with magical powers. That's what I know about Dishonored. So I'm assuming it's the same thing. <laughs> but dude, I don't even on. know. Fourteen quid. Come on. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's a pretty good price. Yeah, my digital library is getting fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, well. So yeah, we'll have to do that one night. Yeah, I think so, definitely. When we're not recording, uh, you know, podcast. Exactly. And speaking of podcasts. I was, I was going to say, speaking of nights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, both of the segues work that for was, the same story. That was an alley-oop. It I was. Set it, up it really was. Boom. Yeah. So there, there, there seems to be a, a new trend emerging. And by new, I mean it's been going around a while. <laughs> yeah, it has. Um, like, the one that's kind of come up on our, on our, on our radar mm-hmm. um, is Welcome to the Night Vale. Yes. Um, so it's heading to tabletop from the makers of the Power Rangers RPG. Which I want to and... play at some point. Yeah, me too. Uh, I just want to be a Power Ranger, man. I just want to be a Power Ranger. So the makers of the Transformers and Power Rangers RPGs. Yeah. So they're going to be running... uh, They're going to create um, a tabletop role-playing game Mm -hmm. based off the long-running fiction podcast Welcome to the Night Vale. Um, There's not that much information about it um, because it is... like recently just even been mentioned yeah um but 
Um, the company is working with the co-creators Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Cranart in some capacity on the adaptations. For over a decade, Jeffrey and I have been building the world of Night Vale with our podcast, touring live shows and novels. Now, we cannot wait for people to finally get to step into that world themselves and start telling their own stories about a weird little desert town. (laughs) It does sound pretty good, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to have to listen to this podcast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you are right in the fact that it, it is... It seems to be a bit of a trend where podcasts are now becoming the inspiration mm-hmm. for a lot of RPG systems and um, settings and, and expansions. Because we've recently covered um, the Lost Mountain Saga, mm-hmm. which is going to be a supplement for Vesson from Free League. And that is based off Eleanor De Lorenzo's podcast. Mm hmm. And also coming to the Cypher system, which I'm a huge fan of. Is... Oh, really? I hadn't, I hadn't noticed. No, yeah, huge fan. Mm. Great system. Never would have guessed. Um, we'll have to play that <laughs> as well, but that doesn't count to the vow because I've already played it. You've already played it. it, yeah. Well, no, actually, technically, I've played Numenera, which is well, based on the Cypher system. W- would it count if I've never played it? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Because <laughs> it benefits me. <laughs> no, I, I think this one's up to the viewers. So you guys get to decide, right? We're going to put a poll up on the Facebook page after this episode. <laughs> no, I'm putting a poll up on the Facebook group after this episode goes live, right? Actually, no, I'll probably do it tomorrow to give people a chance to listen, right? Of whether me playing one of the systems uh, that I haven't played that John already has invested in counts and lifts his vow. Uh, listeners. We're, we're, we're going to put up a. Man. We're you know, put you up know it poll. makes sense. <laughs> you know it makes sense. See, the thing is, I know a lot of our friends are in that group, and they will say no just to piss you off, so I'm very happy with this. <laughs> but then we have a lot of our friends in that group that will say yes to piss you Just to piss you me off. off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Probably balance out, even, actually. Yeah. That's an even split. To yeah, it's going to balance out. Then there's going to be the people who are quite literally sort of unbiased to, to yeah. have an opinion. And then there'll um, be the ones that are so biased that they can't vote because they want to piss both of us off. Chris and Couch, I'm looking at you both. Yes, it's not going to be all about <laughs> pissing us off, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. It's going to be great. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, the uh, Old Gods of Appalachia, that is another one that's based off of a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are more out there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, critical role. Yeah, everything they do, they're bringing out a system for. Apparently. Yep. Yeah. So, do you think at some point we could do one based on too legit to crit? Sure. Why not? What the fuck would that look like? Uh, we would use cards and dice because I feel like that'd be a fun thing to do. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, cards and dice. So, similar to the Fate system, then. Not Fate. Uh, Savage Worlds. Sorry. Never played it, but sure. Why not? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that one that you've got invested in and have never played? No, no, oh. I haven't got it. I'm not invested in that. Um, That's a shame. I was looking at it for my homebrew world, but the whole card mechanic kind of... Eh. It didn't grab like me as cards, much. I like cards, man. I like cards. So essentially, you use dice to kind of resolve most things, but initiative is card-based. Oh, interesting. Hmm. 
I, I personally would do that the other way around. Yeah, I, I struggle with that, to be honest. But, yeah, I'll figure yeah. it out. In but too yeah, legit I, to create the RPG, there will be both dice and cards. Dice and cards, yep. Uh, I reckon it would be some kind of high fantasy steampunky world. Because I feel like that ticks both our boxes. <laughs> yeah, possibly with horror elements. Obviously, obviously, yeah. 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 So it could, right. So high fantasy steampunk. Yep. With horror elements. Yep. Okay, okay. I'm starting to envision. Or this maybe, now. maybe it's a post Eldritch horror world, right? So some kind of Eldritch horror has like destroyed the planet. And now it's like some steampunky uh, residual magic world. It's eerily similar to my homebrew that I'm creating. Yeah, <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> mine's more like... Uh, well, essentially, the, the, the thing I submitted for Tales of the Valiant um, yeah. was the seed for this idea. Yeah, so yeah. essentially, it will be a post-apocalyptic. Something will have happened, ruined the world, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. However, there will be pockets of civilization. And over yeah. the course of thousands of years, these pockets have um, evolved independently. So each pocket will be a completely different setting. Okay, so so the first one I'm, I'm Star Trek, but on, instead of different planets, it's just different cities. Yeah, different cities, and like like the that. first one I'm I'm working on is it is going to be a city that is created from an underground bunker. Mm. That people went into to survive to and survive, it has yeah, expanded, yeah. and that's going to be cyberpunk. I like it. I'm I'm in it. I'm invested. Um, I will build out an NPC for you. Cool, cool. His name will be Dustin. No, I was going to go with just one. So J U S T and then one. Okay, yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah I like it. Or uh, steal just one. <laughs> You know, it can be a gang member, and his nickname's Steel. <laughs> so it's Steel Justin. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant! I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I can see that world like being being very much us, right? Because it, it, I think it very much encapsulates what we're all about. Um, you know, some kind of post Eldritch horror world uh, where there's like residual magic. Um, so magic might not be all that common. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm vibing it so far, and I think there should be, it should be, the setting should be placed in a war between yes. the couches and the sci-fis. <laughs> the couches of Saran Wrap. The couches of Saran Wrap. Yeah. Yes. And the sci-fis, which are kind of like a newer group. Yeah, th but they, they, they used to be a... They used to have a different name, and then they changed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That, that and, would and, work. And all, all they did was change the spelling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, reference to the Sci-Fi channel, or Sifi channel, depending on how you pronounce it. <laughs> and also, I think characters should get bonuses for segues. Absolutely. Or they should it's, ride segues. No, no, we don't have initiative. It's segue order. Yeah. <laughs> It's how powerful your segue is how determines who goes first. Yeah, that's it. How powerful the segue yeah. Yeah, is. Yeah. And you don't roll for that. You have to make a segue into combat. And whoever has the best segue decided by the DM goes first. 
Yeah, I like it. I do <laughs> like it. And the DM can just, like, stand there and shake his head disapprovingly. <laughs> It'll be amazing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm game for that. <laughs> yeah, I think that sounds. I think that sounds quite fun. I think. Yeah, you know, I'd be on board. Yeah, and yeah, you know, um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of other things, like other aspects of this game. So, okay, so we've got cards and dice. Okay, so yeah. we do need a a rough system. Yes. So how we'll just, about just build our own system? Fuck it. Yeah, but uh, that's it. That's what we're trying to do. I'm trying to. You know, we, we, this is happening, my dude. <laughs> Alright, so I'm thinking maybe cards for the attacks and skills, and then yep. the dice for damage. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. So, you know, you roll to hit. Okay, you draw a card. So you draw a card, higher card wins. Exactly, yeah, so you draw a card, you, higher so card you, you wins. Also, so it's not just a card to attack, the other person is drawing a card to defend. Yes. And if they draw a card higher than yours by a certain amount, they get to counter. They, yes. Oh, dude, we should be writing this shit down. <laughs> Would you not be really good if we were recording this? That'd be really, really good. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb fuck. <laughs> that was not my brightest moment. <laughs> we should be making notes. We're recording it. <laughs> That was not my brightest moment. I mean, I've, I, don't get me wrong. I felt better about myself. Oh, yes. Listening. That amount that you have to beat um, for the counter is determined by a stat. So it's not like a fixed amount. It's not like just beat it by 10 or anything like that. It's, How it's do you determined. say? How do you? Okay. Okay. Delve into that. Um, um, well, so, so, you know, like in um, like, so for example, in. 5e monks get an ability where they can deflect missiles right right so if they beat a or like a yes yeah that's that's probably the best one so they have to beat the amount of damage coming in by or they they just have to beat it right so they're rolling a dex check against the damage and they have to beat it and they can deflect the 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 arrow back at you right so but that's then determined by their dexterity what they have to roll to, or what card they would have to draw to beat that, right? So if your dexterity is, say, uh, I don't know, a three, right? Mm. You have to beat them by six. So you have to double the dexterity. Okay. Or whatever the difference in dexterity would be, right? Right, okay. Something like that. So that it's not just like, it's not going to happen very often, but when it does happen, it's going to be fucking cool. Yeah, I'm I'm liking that. And I think on a picture card, you should call it, on a picture card, you pull a second card. Ooh, I like that. So that would be your crit function. Uh, maybe not a picture card, on an ace. Right, okay, so on an ace... Because there's, 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 what, like three three picture cards per suit? So there's 12 of them in a deck. You're going to pull them quite often. Mm, okay. So, there's only yeah. four aces. So I think ace, on an ace. Because it's on an, an ace. ace. It's a crit. It's, on a, it's an ace. But, you know, a ace is high. Yes. Yeah? Ace is yeah. always high. Ace is always high. So you can never pull a one. No. Essentially. No. Alright, okay, so ace always high. Because fuck rolling ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That's why so I like cards. Da- <laughs> damage dice will always be two dice then. Yes. There is no one be, no ones in this system. No ones allowed is no, in the, this game. You can't even get to one HP. You die at two HP. <laughs> 
No, you go from two directly to zero. <laughs> two to zero. There's no one. There is no it's like The number buildings. one does not exist. It's like those buildings that don't have a floor 13. <laughs> yeah, they just go, yeah, 12, 14. Yeah. 12, 14. It'll be the same thing. We go from two yeah, to there, zero. There is no ones. Or you could just say, when you reach two, you're unconscious. When you reach zero, you're dead. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that could be it. So when you reach two, you're unconscious. Uh, one is you're destabilizing, and zero is dead. Yeah. Yeah, All right, okay. I, like I, think we, I think we've we've actually like it started as a joke. <laughs> it's actually turning into a thing, but it's sake. actually turned into a thing. So you know, so yeah, so. Oh, yeah, I guess we're gonna have to have meetings after this to start putting this together. Yeah, we're gonna start. We, we're gonna have to start right. Yeah, we're gonna have to start. And I, we are gonna well, start writing actually, this. We're now. gonna start. Yeah, we are. We are absolutely so. For those of you out there that are listening now and thinking, oh, that'd be really cool. This is actually, like, we've talked ourselves into this now. This is going to happen. We're going to build this. Uh, uh, no, no, <laughs> like- we'll t- I'll start. What I'll do is I'll probably, at some point during this weekend, I'll write sort of like a, um, a one-page mm-hmm. sort of quick rules digest, like the yes. basic mechanics. Yeah. Um, All this that we've talked about between, you know. Yeah. Um, the the sort of card pulling the the damage and all that oh um, everyone pulls from the same deck so it's not a deck each it's- okay um, so obviously everyone pulls from the same deck once mm-hmm. it's gone reshuffle yeah back in the middle yeah so oh no no every round you reshuffle I like that so so you so the, for each round of combat or each round of whatever everyone pulls. And then you reshuffle at the end of the round. So you can't have... So you can at most have four crits in a round. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I. I yeah, because yeah, cause if not, like if in one round four aces are pulled, that's it. There's no more crits yeah. for the rest of the combat. Exactly. So yeah, yours, your, yeah, your idea kind of works. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, I do think we kind of need to revisit the initiative, though, because if we are going to do this properly... <laughs> yeah, no, se- se- segue, 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 As great as that is, it won't work. We'll revisit that. <laughs> we will revisit that. Maybe you get a segue bonus, right? If you have a great segue, you get to roll advantage. <laughs> or draw that's with advantage. Hard, yeah, you draw two cards. To, that's hard to codify, though, isn't it? No. You, know? you make a segue, and if your DM thinks it's a good segue, you get advantage. It's DM discretion. Exactly. I want to. I want to have rules. I don't want, you know, to bring out an unfinished product and then just go. Oh, dear discretion. What, what are we, Wizards of the Coast? Exactly. <laughs> I couldn't resist that one. And I'm proud of you. Oh, I'm not. I'm, that was bad. I'm, I'm very proud of you because you told the truth. Oh, dude, it's not just them though. It's any video game company these days as well. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Um, I'm liking this oh, idea to be. Honest. I do. So do I. And it, it, oddly enough, and this, this is actually this was not a planned segue, but it's worked out really nicely. This whole topic has led me brilliantly into the question I received from Sci-Fi. One of our uh, <laughs> factions has submitted a question, um, and his location is sorry was attacked last week because obviously we didn't have a question from him last week. Uh, he was in the mushroom grotto and he was attacked. But he made it out alive, so that's good to hear. Having to proceed more cautiously now, and he's using a piece of the mushroom as a light source. Ooh, I'm, I'm definitely invested in this story. So am I. It's going very well. I actually, um, Sci-Fi was at my table on Saturday, and I did say, dude, we need, we need the story. Where the fuck is yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do, do, you know what, do you know what this story as well could be? It could be the origin of the Sci-Fi faction. Wow. 
Yeah. You've just, yeah. Yeah. It definitely. I, I, I felt movement down there. <laughs> uh, anyway, on to his question. When you build a homebrew, convenient. <laughs> Very convenient. How much detail do you put into each element? Do you add things like political situation, etc., etc.? Oh, that is good. That mm. is very good. It's a um, very good question. For me, it depends on what's relevant. Yes. If I am building a a side quest or something like that where the political climate is important, yeah. then yes, I do kind of focus on that. Um, however, if if that political element is just a footnote, then I focus more on on the important things. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Um, I think it's... Th- there are definitely going to be some, like, factions or, or whatever that, that I'm going to flesh out a lot more. Um, like, for example, in the campaign I'm writing at the moment, the Big Bad Evil has their own, you know, faction and cult following and all that sort of thing. So that faction I'm building out with a crap ton of detail because it's the core element of the story, right? Um, but the town that they visit in the first session that they're probably going to go to for one session, am I going to build out the entire political climate there? Probably not. Um, so yeah, I think it definitely depends on, on what's relevant. Yeah. And I always kind of leave myself room to improvise as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, say if I'm, if I'm designing a town and there's a couple of different factions, I will just write a quick footnote. Yeah. Okay. So this faction belongs to the thieves guild or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, they are interested in obviously profit. It's run by Dave. Run by Dave, and then if it becomes relevant through play, at least I've got footnotes. You got a starting I can point. Say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got their base down in the sewer system, and yeah. things that I hadn't written down initially, but I've got it there. And as I'm saying these these things, yeah. I'm making notes. Typing furiously. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, Reginald. Reginald is the leader, okay? And, you know, and I'll just come up with anything off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, but it, it will become a relevant point. It will become something that, that is fleshed out. I think as well, something that you touched on there that is really important when you do start doing those on the fly fleshing out is uh, make a note of it somewhere that you're going to be able to keep track of it. So if you do have something like Obsidian, which I will now join John in talking up because it's fucking amazing. Um, you start to flesh as you start to flesh that out. You're adding in, you know, the NPCs and all the, the details around those NPCs. You, you're linking all that together so that should you know, two, three, four, five months down the line, one of your players decides to go, oh, do you know who we should get in touch with? Dave, that ran that thieves skilled like faction back in that sea that one time that we got on quite well with. He would probably be able to help us out in this situation. So you're not having to then go, oh, fuck, what did I say about that guy? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> I mean, case in point, um, the, I've just done a full village for the, for the current... Mm. 
sort of arc that my players are going through in my yeah. in my homebrew campaign. And I have done it's only a small village, so I've done thirty-two NPCs. Yeah. All individuals, all got their own description, their own personalities. I've done families as well. So this person's married to this person. Mm. They've got this kid. And, you know, that is all. Fucking Bartholomew's twat. Um, because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but because they're all, but I, on data, like using data view, I've, I've managed to give them, you know, add tags to them that they belong in this city or yeah. this village. Yeah. So when it, comes to oh remember that person we met in the, that village i just bring up that bring village, up that village yeah exactly do a yeah. View query and bang, job done the npcs yeah. are there exactly yeah um i mean well i i mean i've got um so from from the obsidian plugins um that i've installed i've actually got an npc database um and one of the fields in that is the the town that they're in or that they're from yeah um, i've done that as well yeah which is just great because you can literally just Click on that, and it takes you to the the page you've got for the village as well for all your notes um, around that village, which is great. So yeah, it's yeah. So make notes of any stuff that you make up on the fly, guys. Make notes. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm pointing at my screen right now, and my screen is an analog for all of you listening. Make notes. Okay, you've just <laughs> been pointed at people. Yeah. Okay, I know it's rude. It's rude to point. <laughs> so write in, but and it was tell him that it was it was important. It was important. Rude is being. He's pointing. <laughs> it was important. I'm sorry, that was so bad. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, moving on. Swiftly, please. Right, so, yeah, I, I'm kind of struggling with that, to be honest. Okay, so, um, next question on, on the couch today mm-hmm. is from that thing you have in your house that you relax on. <laughs> And it is written to us from in front of a fabula ultimate rulebook. Ah, oh, it's true. It's very so, true. He's been telling me about it all week. He's very excited. <laughs> oh, me too. I'm, I'm excited to play. I'm excited for Couch to GM because dude, it sounds really so good. good it sounds so good. And it's this is his wheelhouse. It, this dude, so. this is literally this was this system was built for him. Because from what he's told me, it's not like a, oh, here is a very strict world. It's like no no no. Anime trope. Just build an anime trope. Have fun. And yeah, then I mean, just got the I'm mechanics looking- of how to do that. It's it's gonna be so good. He's I'm gonna have a fucking blast. I'm definitely looking forward to it. So he asks going for going further than NPCs. Where do you start with your big bad evil guy? Would you go backstory or start with motivations? Mm. How does the process work for you? Um, personally, I don't start with any of that. Um, my my big big bad evil guy will tend to start out as just the the entity that wants to complete the evil thing that the players are trying to stop um and then i work backwards from there um so yeah i I don't really have a strict method for building them um it's going to depend on what their their evil intention is in air quotes um and then yeah I, i just kind of build backwards from there with whatever would make sense 
So I, I guess probably motivations then, because it's what motivated them to want to do that, I guess. So maybe motivations would be my starting point, thinking about it. For me, it would be neither. Um, I do also work backwards. Um, I My campaign kind of starts, my campaign process starts at the very end. Hmm. And then kind of work back to, right, okay, now they are currently here. They need to get to here. How do they do that? Yeah. So what I first think of is what the final confrontation will look like. Yeah. That is the first thing that comes into my mind. And it is a very, it's normally sort of a very cinematic thought process. Mm-hmm. What would look fucking cool? What would look amazing? What, you know? What would really, really sort of drive this 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 moment in time? From there, I go to right. So I've got what that's going to look like. Why is that happening? Mm. So why is that? What has what has caused this final confrontation to happen? And then from the what, it goes to the who. Yeah. Okay, so who is behind this? And then you kind of go, why are they behind this? And what is the reasoning? So in terms of when it gets to the big bad, um, it's definitely motivation first, but yeah. there are a couple of steps before, before that. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's yeah, so same, same as me then, really. Because um, that's kind of how I'd, I've done it as well. So I, I also start off with the sort of, their end goal is this, so that's going to determine where that final battle takes place. Um, and then how did we get there? And, and then I work, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, very similar process in that regard. Then, so I guess when we actually get to the, the big bad evil, it's uh, it seems to be motivation, yeah, definitely motivation. <laughs> um, because I guess that's um, the most important part, right? Is you need to know why they're doing it before you can flesh out anything else about them. Yeah, and not only that, but it's the part that is relevant to the players. Yeah. Not every group is going to kind of go, okay, so what was his childhood like? Yeah, most players don't give a shit. You know, they're going to go, <laughs> okay, why does he want to accomplish this? He wants to accomplish this for ultimate power. That's enough for me to want to stop him. Yeah. Why is why? he trying to unleash this on our plane of existence? What was his home life like? <laughs> You know did, that. Did that he have problems does, with his wife that day? <laughs> exactly, and I mean, that doesn't always come up. Yeah, and I I know this because um, every sort of Pathfinder adventure path module, blah blah blah, there is always this massive blurb about these these evil creatures, mm-hmm. and it is why they are. The way that they are. The way that they are. And I don't think in all the years I've been playing and running Pathfinder has anyone actually investigated that. Well, I know what I'm doing next time we play a game. (laughs) So, what are their motivators? Ah, for fuck's sake. So, before we, you know, deal with this guy, how's he feeling? (laughs) But I mean, yeah, it's it's like it's oftentimes like a couple of pages long. Like mm. in Skulls and Shackles, you remember Barnabas Harrigan? Do he I? Was the, he was the captain. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Um, there was 
literally about four pages of how he was born in i can't remember the the place but um and then sort of press ganged and mm. etc and how he grew up as a pirate etc there was all this sort of backstory mm. which to be honest <laughs> not one of us asked about <laughs> but you you didn't have a chance to either yeah because had you have got to the point where you faced him it would have been okay. So let's roll initiative. <laughs> walk through this door. You see Barnabas Harrigan. He's going to turn around and say, "You've come far enough," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And what are you guys going to do? None of you are going to kind of go, "Yeah, but why?" <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Five minutes, my guy. What are you doing, dude? Dude, let's let's talk. It just reminds me of. Um, do, do you remember those old? Uh, what's the name of that beer? Was it uh, the the Grosh adverts? You know, that guy just goes, stop. What are you doing? <laughs> that guy. Right, just imagine like the party walks in and you've got the bad guy there. And, the, and all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, the bard grabs a chair and turns it round and sits on it backwards. Yeah. Just goes, and it's like, buddy, let's wrap. Buddy, guy, my friend. Come on, Tiger. Take a seat. Take a seat. Let's talk. <laughs> There's a the whole sure. stepdad speech from like the 90s films. Come on, slugger, sit down. Come on, champ, and playfully just like touches his chin with his fist. <laughs> oh did, my god! Did you not get the Christmas present you wanted when you were five? Guess what I've got. <laughs> Becomes it's, one of those like nineties feel-good films. It's a hallmark movie. Yeah, and all of a sudden he's like recounts all his evil ways, and he's like, "I'm so sorry. I was just so upset because I didn't get my Barbie playhouse when I was seven. I've, I think when the Too Legit to Crit RPG is, we've kickstarted it and we've made our million. Um, That's how it ends. Yeah, we <laughs> There is do, no combat. We should create a publishing company because I do want to do a hallmark <laughs> Christmas movie RPG. Your character could be, you know, a lawyer from a big city. Or he could be a surgeon from a big city. Or, you know, and you go back to your hometown and have to learn the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> the worst thing is, I literally watched a film with Ryan Reynolds where that is the basic premise of it the other day. Just friends. Yes. What a funny fucking thing. So film, good. Oh, my God. That's so funny. When he's fucking singing all out of love at the beginning. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, dude, Ryan Reynolds has got, like, a direct, like, line to making me laugh. I don't know what it is. There's just that, that man can do no wrong apart from the film that we don't talk about. Yeah, but to be fair, Anna Faris is also in that movie. Yeah. And she is just so fucking funny. Yeah. She is good. <laughs> if you want to see another good Ryan Reynolds Anna Faris collaboration, check yep. out Waiting. Oh yeah, 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 seen it. Love that film. It's amazing. Fucking brilliant film. It, dude, the the game they play in that film is amazing. But anyway, <laughs> I believe we, we have one more an, question. We can't make an RPG out of that game. I mean, <laughs> we could. No, we can. We can it never get published. You can roll for the Batwing. <laughs> roll for the goat. <laughs> Anybody who hasn't seen that film is like, what the fuck are they talking about? Anyone who has seen that film is going to be pissing themselves laughing right now. Yeah, natural 20 is the go. (sighs) 
You yeah. get it, you do. <laughs> Into the coat. Oh, my God. <sighs> right, moving on. We have one more All question, right, I believe. On. We have one more question. Uh, oh. So, did I find it? Okay, so this one is from Couch Reaper of Souls, who is a completely, completely different person than the last question. Right, yeah. Different couch. Yeah, and he's right. This one's from from Sofa. Exactly. One's a sofa, one's a couch. Yeah, they're different, guys. Uh, That could be another sort of faction. Another faction, yeah. It's an offshoot of the the couches. We've got the couches, and we've got the sci fi. The sci fi's. I love it. Oh, no, instead of sci fi, just sofas. Love it. Yeah, couches, yeah, sofas. No. Couches couches versus the sofas. Yeah. Um, so he is writing to us from Traversing the Worlds Between. Is there any homebrew rules that started as a bit of fun that seemingly, seemingly made their way into every game you've ever been in? Is there any, is there any you want to introduce that you haven't been able to yet? Rule of call is a given. Okay, yeah, I was going to say rule of call, obviously. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that uh, anybody who worships uh, Saran Ray, worships Saran Rap, is a, is a rule at my table now. Um, just absolutely and unequivocally. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> to be fair, that is something that carried over into my games yeah. massively. Um, that any skeleton is named Steve. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, all of these started in the same campaign. <laughs> um, other than that, not really. I mean, there's the there's the ruling we discussed last week um, about using the uh, sorcery point, the you know the magic points instead of um, spell slots for five e that I'm going to be using. But that's not really a homebrew rule because it is an official rule. It's just a variant rule. Um, but other than that. Not really for me that I can uh, think of. I'm trying to think of, I mean, obviously the whole Saran Ray thing. Um, yeah. yeah. Admittedly, I may have taken it a bit too far. No such thing. <laughs> you, know, in, you know, it's when after, after Scott's campaign and we were playing Rune Lords, um, mm. one of the players decided to be a cleric of Saran Ray. Oh, no. <laughs> the poor guy. And they went to Magnemar, where his character was from. Yeah. And he goes, you know, would I kind of know the the, the chapel of Serenray? I went, yeah, yeah, of course you do. And, you know, just give me, you know, what's the, you know, what's the main sort of priest or priestess's name? Mm-hmm. And he gave me her name and I just ruined every single interaction. <laughs> I just made her out to be this obnoxious druggie <laughs> that, you know, he'd, he'd walk in and she'd be, like, doing a line off a toilet seat and stuff <laughs> like that. And he just went on and on to the point where he actually did a anchoring spell so he could always get back there, but he made sure that it was done in the courtyard. <laughs> so then I just moved her antics into the courtyard. <laughs> so every time he turned up, she'd be doing something completely off the fucking wall <laughs> and very random. And then that carried over into my Abomination Vault game. <laughs> um, and we carried over into Pathfinder 2nd Edition because one of the players wanted to play a Cleric of Saran Ray. Oh, no. And the rest of the table went, nope, don't, don't do it. 
don't oh, do it because no. he's going to fucking torture you. And yeah. so she changed her god. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love so it. In, in Abomination Vault, which is like two games later, <laughs> very because it's an AP, there is a character in that who is a cleric of Seren Ray. <laughs> and I did the same sort of thing. It was every time they'd come, it'd be like, oh, I, you know, she's off her tits on pills, dancing around with glow sticks and stuff like that. And I think the culmination came when the party walked in and she was enjoying a donkey show. <laughs> and I felt that I'd peaked at that point because I don't think I could come up with anything funnier. <laughs> so I've not done anything else since. But yeah, that it's not so much a homebrew rule, but it is a homebrew practice, as it were, Yeah, um, that all stemmed from, from Scott's game. Um, in terms of rule, I mean, I'm anybody who's read my, my blog entries knows that I am not a massive fan of the rule of cool. Um, for reasons, and if you're interested, go check out the blog. I'm not going to kind of go into that right now. Um, but I don't know. I can't think of anything that is specific to my table, if that makes any sense. Hmm. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be specific to a table, just any rule that's not in the book that you use regularly, I guess. Well, it kind of does, because that would imply the, the homebrew thing. That would, you know. Um, so I don't think, I mean, in first edition, um, and this is probably taken from, the, not probably, it was taken from Glass Cannon, we mm. started doing bottle caps. Yes, I remember that. Um, which I have never, now, never got one. Wait, now that now they're part of uh, Pathfinder Second Edition, kind mm. of. Yeah, they just haven't been implemented as well. Um, yeah. So that I can't even claim that anymore. To be fair. Yeah. No. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean. Oh well. I guess one of the one of the rules. Uh, it's not really a rule, but it's something I do at my table. Is um. I tend to give uh, inspiration to whoever um, recaps the previous session. Yeah, that could. Yeah, that could be my answer as well. To be honest. Yeah, so I, I guess that um, because I always, I always find it really important to get a player to recap rather than me recapping. Um, yeah, because, I do. I do the same. Well, because I, I found very, very quickly when I started doing that that they saw things very differently to how I saw things. Yeah. Um, because obviously we have the benefit being behind the screen of being behind the screen, right? They don't. (laughs) So yeah, I think it's, it's very important because it's completely changed my, my, um, plans at times, right? Because I thought that they'd interpreted something one way. They told me their like recap of the previous session and I've gone, Oh, they saw that completely differently. And it let me completely tweak the story because somebody that I thought they'd clearly seen through and saw was probably a dodgy guy. All of them were like, thought he was pretty chill. And I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> Backstab incoming. Um, <laughs> now a dodgy person. Exactly. So, you know, it, it gave me... And if, if I had done that recap and said, oh, yeah, so you guys obviously met met Dave. You thought he was a bit bit sketchy or whatever. They would have been like, oh, we did we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I started doing that in my Skulls and uh, Shackles campaign. 
Mm. Again, for that very reason, um, because players interpret things differently from than than what you what you think you're putting out. Yeah. Um, so it has also changed a lot of things in in my games where mm. I've kind of gone, oh, so they saw that like that. Mm. That's actually that could be better. That's that better, be yeah. <laughs> and, and I've obviously made the 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 necessary adjustments. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's probably the only thing that's, I could yeah. I could think of to be honest. And I'm sure later on tonight I'm gonna go, oh mother, this, yeah, because <laughs> I I will remember something. Yeah, it'll be when we're like I'm, I'm sitting down playing a session like in a week or so's time. I'm gonna be like, oh wait, that's not an actual rule. I remember now. <laughs> Because, like, a lot of them, I think, we, we probably have got quite a few that are just so ingrained into how we play that you don't remember that they're actually a homebrew rule. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> and it, playing, like, multiple systems as yeah, well. Yeah, it's, it's hard to keep track of sometimes, I guess, for you. But I do believe that's all we've got time for tonight. Mm, indeed. So I want to uh, thank Couch and sci-fi for sending in some fantastic questions getting yes. us thinking i want to thank you for spending some time oh, with me shucks do you want to tell the people where they can find you on tinterwebs of course so you lovely individuals and other people as well can find me over on most socials at just inaccurate tv and obviously over on our facebook group as for me you can find me on mastodondice.camp at um natural one um you can also find me on said facebook group and on instagram also at natural one mm -hmm. so most importantly thank you to everyone that's taken time out of their busy days to listen to two idiots waffle on about tabletop role-playing games we thank appreciate you it very much good night <laughs>